Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March and... Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Live. You're down with Rappaport. Yes, I am. 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 You better tune in. I am Rappaport.com. Cause every single podcast, you know he drops bombs. I seen him on set. A seasoned vet with true talent. Catch him on his way to CrossFit. Rocking the new balance. He asked me to do the track cause he know I rhyme elite. But I'm just waiting for the Robert De Niro line of the week. Breakfast of champions. Toasted bagel, cream cheese, and locks. This is I am Rappaport. The show never stops. We might catch him out in public. Stretching his knees. But if you don't listen to the show, yo. Wiggle, please. Wiggle, please. This is the I am Podcast. All right, this is it. I'm in here with Kenyon Martin, my man, Kmart. It's Michael Rapport. I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Talking about two man weave. What's the deal, Kenyon Martin? I'm good, brother. I'm happy to be here, man. I'm excited yeah. about this. I'm excited about it too, man. <laughs> yeah. First of all, I mean, I seen you play when you were in college. You gave me a pound or two when you were in the league. I was at an all-star game practice one year when you were there. I've been such a fan of yours for so long. So I'm hyped to do this shit. Right. I don't even know where to start. I, you know, I'll just start with this because your presence in the NBA, like obviously, you know, you could play. Yeah. But you had that goon factor. Okay. You had that like wild card factor. You had that like. Yo, my guys are with me. We ain't taking no shit. 
power forward. I'm the first one to curse, and I'm in here with Kenya Martin. <laughs> He's laughing. Because <laughs> I'll be having to watch my mouth. I, I get it. Listen, <laughs> I get it, brother. Hey, because hey, I, I was going to come right back with you. <laughs> he looked like you. wasn't going to be the only one. You wasn't, listen, I wasn't going to leave you out there hanging. All right. Messing, me. messing. You, you, you was out there tearing things up. Yeah. Well, what were you thinking uh, a week ago when this Charles Oakley situation happened? What do you think of the you know the the the, the backlash of it, and, and what do you think of the Knicks? You played with the Knicks. Um, yeah. What is your take on the whole Charles Oakley of it all? For one, they could have. I'm with Oak first and foremost. Right. I'm with Oak. I'm on Oak's side no matter what. Um, because it could have been handled better. Right. It definitely could have been handled better, man. Whether we all know that celebrities and players and former players, everybody go through the back. You don't walk through the general admission. Right. You don't, you know, he didn't walk through the front. Especially Charles Oakley. So they saw him walk in. In his building. They, they saw him walk in. Right. That's my thing. So you didn't want to handle this in the back? Or unless they did try to handle it in the back and Oak was like, I paid for these seats, I'm going to my damn seat. Right. You know what I'm saying? So then you make a, a bad situation worse by surrounding him. Right. Whatever he was saying, whatever, we don't, don't nobody know the context of the the conversation, if there was a dialogue directed at Dolan or not, we don't know. Right. He could have been, been saying whatever. He could have been saying anything. We don't know. But, I think it was like split in the middle. Yeah, so. And I think the security, was just, the security guards like, what the, at, what the F are you looking at? Yeah, and, and, then all, it, and then it's, and then it escalated. Then you surround him. Then he like, what's going on? Then you touch him. He like, don't touch me. And then it, and then it see, they, brought, they cut the cameras like, to him. Like, I'm with it. Like, for one, you're in my personal space. Then for two, you just put your hands on me. Right. I'm a grown man. And it just got to, and it's happening and, at the garden. And my thing is, they lucky the man didn't start swinging. Right. Like, that's, like. And it they, really turned nuts. Yeah, like, he, they are lucky. That's, that's oak. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's been known to punch a person or two or slap a person or two. Right. You know what I'm saying? So they lucky it didn't go that way. The lucky that the most of it was the finger point. Yeah, that's, the, you know what I'm saying? That's the gist of all him slap, like, open hand slapping people. Like, that's my thing. Like, because <laughs> I, I tell myself, if I would have been put in that situation. I would have acted the same way. Right. I'm saying, like, don't touch Thank me. Thank God he didn't slap yeah, me. Yeah, like, don't touch me and don't, you're like, you're in my personal space. Right. So I get it. I'm with him. Right. Like, I'm with him. And then Dolan go to TV, the man might have a drinking problem, right. anger problem, and come on, man. Right. Like, like really? Right. Like, accusations and right. insinuating that, like, come on. Right. But now you owe this man an apology. Right. Definitely owe this man an apology. What, 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 uh, I, I, I think right now, like, I think that they stopped the bleeding of that part. You know, like, I think, like, it, it sort of will go away for, for that part of this Dolan Oakley, I'm with Oakley, you know, the whole thing. As a former Nick, as an NBA player, someone who played with Carmelo in his prime, Kenyon Martin, what do you think is a fix? Just as a fan, just as a player, what do you think is a fix for the Knicks at this point? Do you trade? You you understand contracts obviously yeah. way better than me. You you know his contract. What do the Knicks do to get it's, back back to be so, like to back on track? To start because Dolan and I go sell the team. That's right. It it's Phil Jackson, man. Like I've Phil did what he did as a coach. Right. It starts there. It starts at the people that that's picking the talent. Right. Like my last year in New York. And then the next season, it was down here from there. You know what I'm saying? We didn't do well my last year. We had a bunch of injuries and all that stuff. And Phil was brought in at the end of that year. Right. The end of 2013. Yes, yeah, yes. Right. So After the end that, of that season. Year, or he, he during, was brought in. He was right. brought in, but it was towards the end of the year. Right, 2013. So right. my end of the year meeting was with Phil. 
So I sat in the meeting and I left the meeting. My agent was like, so how did it go? Like, you think it's going to be back? I said, you tell me. I don't know. Because I didn't get no feeling out of the meeting. And what are those meetings like? You're like, like you're supposed, the season's like, over. Season's over. Like, what's the plans for next year? Like, I, I was a free agent. Like, I really want to be a part of this. I think I can help this, that, and the third. So, and I, was so like, you be Phil. So I come in. I sit down. I'm like, what's up? How you doing? Yeah. You sit. And then, and what is he asking you? Is it just like five minutes? Is it 15 this minutes? This was quick. Mine was like, I didn't get no feeling out of the meeting. Like, there was no real real dialogue. He asked me about my kids. When my kids stay. Like, nothing about my future as a Nick. It was just sort of formality. Yeah. It okay. was like. We're moving. Basically, what I got was out of it. Like we're moving on, right? And you saw the next year, the talent level, and and the Derek Fisher, and all hired Derek Fisher. That was never going to work from day one. So, so it's all the decisions that Phil has made. Do you think that Phil Jackson, obviously his resume as a coach, yeah, we don't in, need to speak in, on impeccable. And do you think that it's a different skill set, and that the skill set of a GM and the skill set of a coach are different? And obviously, we're seeing like he hasn't been able to work the magic, and like it, so, like to, yeah, to go you, back to the beginning of the question. Do you think Phil? Like, do, just, what do you do? You're so we say I keep mellow. You keep mellow. I keep mellow. And you get rid of Phil. You get rid of Phil, and you can build like mellow. Understand? I think now from watching him play as of late, that Porzingis. I'm saying big fella KP has yeah. It's a potential. tough name. To say. It's a tough, tough name to get out. Christoph Porzingis. Yeah. Um, it took me. It took yeah. me a whole season <laughs> to get it right. So if you're not so. That the other dude, Hernan Gomez, and the other guy is uh, Kusamingas. I know I'm not saying it right. So anyway, KP, go ahead. Well, I think Melo is realizing that he needs to be featured. Right. So I think Melo is willing to take a back seat, sort of, in that, sort of speak, in that aspect. You can build around that. Right. But you need somebody in position to pick the talent to fit into that. But all the people that say, like, you played with Melo in yeah. Denver in his prime. Yeah. And you see a difference in like in terms of like he doesn't want the ball as much. He doesn't. He, you feel like he doesn't need to be the man. The man. Yeah, now? yeah. I, I feel that way now. But who could be the man on that team? Because I don't think we're. Getting... I don't think you need a the man. Right. In order to win. Okay. You need break a few it down. Guys. You, know, like you need guys. You need guys who know how to play. That's go out and compete on both ends of the floor. Right. That know how to play the game. Understand the game of basketball. Right. You need a head coach that people respect. Do you think they respect Hornacek? Not a chance. Wh- why? Who is Jeff Hornacek? Played in the league wasn't a respect factor then. Mm. You know what I'm saying like he played in the league, he was a good player. But is it is, just the disposition as opposed? Because there's been not good players. Like Derek Fisher wasn't a good. Let's say it started there with Derek Fisher being a coach, right? Like you can't get done playing, and your next year you right. in the locker room that trying to control J.R. Smith, right? Amari Stoudemire, right? Carmelo Anthony, Iman Shumpert, right? They looking at you like you talking about, right? Like, who are you? Right. Like, you just got done playing with us. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you was lucky. You you played with Kobe and Shaq. Like, that's what they looking at him. I know I would be, if he was, he was, he, he's not J-Kid. J-Kid can get done playing and go into a situation where there was respect there. Is it because the type of player he is or just the disposition? All of it. Both. All of it. Because All of it plays a factor. Because there's been other players. Now, obviously, no one went literally from yeah. sweating in the locker room to being a coach. Yeah. But, like, it, 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 like Ty Lue. Like it's not like Ty, but but there's a obviously yeah, and there's he, a pedigree he, he, there. He, and he assistant coach. There's a pedigree. He was on the dock. There's a pedigree there. There's something that you can look at and be like, well, he he did coach up under him, right? You know what I'm saying right. So th- I, he might know what he's talking about, right? But you bring Derek Fisher in there day one. He ain't never been a head coach. He ain't never been in the locker room to have to sit up in front of a team and talk and game. It's plan a different skill set. It's a different skill set. Like we, 
our brains is programmed as players until you have to be a coach. Right. I got yeah. you. Until you have to. And most guys, like you said, they don't come in right away being a head coach. And even you, Jay Kidd, learning process. Brooklyn was a little bit of a mess. But he, but he was lucky he had vets. Right. So he didn't have to coach. Right. And he was lucky that he had another, like, you know, like he, he, the, yeah. he made the switch to Milwaukee. And then I think he figured it out. Yeah. Like, but, like, there was the same, water incident. Like, yeah, he was bugging that, for a yeah, minute. So he, yeah, it takes time to okay. adjust. And, it take, and like I said, Jay Kidd was lucky. He had KG. Yeah, Paul. He had guys who had played right. at high level, won championships. So they didn't have to go out and really coach them. Right. He didn't have to teach them how to be professionals. Right. And, and guys looked at him, and that's Jay Kidd. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. <laughs> you get like, man. Jeff Hornacek. Right. I got you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, 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 all right, I'm going to go to your Denver days because you just yeah. mentioned this, this is a wild squad. Yeah, definitely. You, J.R. Smith, Carmelo, who else is on this team? Early on, um, early days, Marcus Camby, um, Rodney White was there. Then fast forward, we had Reggie Evans, we had Andre Miller, we had Earl Boykins, we had – Greg Buckner, we had <laughs> then AI comes. No, so, just, just before so, we even get to the AI, <laughs> the three of you, you, JR, and, and, and Young Mellow, and now yeah. you're all young. Yeah. You're the oldest out I'm of those. I'm the older of, so, of that bunch. So what, what, keep it real. Like, what was the what was the disposition of that team? Like, what was the George Carl of it all? Like, what was what? Because you guys took it. You took it far. We didn't. We were. We had pieces. We had we had good pieces. Like all the people that I named throughout, like we changed pieces year in, year out. We had pieces. Mm-hmm. I don't think we were ever a team. Because what? It was well, we didn't have nobody at the top to teach us how to be a team for one, a coach and that that's need to be here nor we'll get to that. Right, right, right. I'm saying, but like when you cater into certain things and we're not being coached in the full aspect of games right. and situations and all that, all that plays a factor. And then you got young guys who really don't understand how to play the game. Right. So you're not taking the time to teach them young guys how to play the game. And when you say not how to play the game, everybody's talented. You're professional yeah. basketball players. What do you mean by IQ. not? Oh, basketball IQ. Basketball IQ. Which means what? Like you're understanding time, score, situation, um, uh, whether you – like, just say, like, if you have a game plan coming in right. to the game. Like, you, um, um, we're going to play the pick and roll a certain way at the top. Right. We're going to force the guy left at the top. We're going to force him left. But whoever's on the ball, let's just say, like, if there's a guard on the ball and his IQ is he not into the game plan, he letting the guy come off and he's going right. And he's going down here now we're in a bad way. So it ain't that he ain't hear the game plan. It's just mine is not in it. Like, he's not thinking about the game plan. Right. Or, he's just playing on talent. Yeah, yeah. like I, I had guys I played with that plays will be called for them and they don't know their own play. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? So that's basketball IQ. That's that's knowing what each guy, like my like guys who high basketball IQ know where everybody's supposed to be on the court. When did so Whether you, that's your position or not. When did your basketball IQ start to go where you could go, I'm proud of my basketball IQ? Did that's, you have it coming in? Yeah, I, I had it. I, I, you understood college. it. Yeah, I understood. Cause I, like, I, I, mean, I spent four years in college being right. coached by Bob Huggins, and I was taught how to play the right way. Right. I was taught basketball from right. ins and outs and paying attention. So I, I knew what the point guard was supposed to do, what two guard. I knew every position, offensively and defensively. Right. So if you was out of line, I'd say, hey, man, get your ass over here. Right. Are you supposed to be there? you supposed to drop. Right. If I go help, you're supposed to be there. Right. Like, some guys don't know that. Right. Like, some guys just like, uh, okay. Yeah, they scored. Do you like, think? Nah. Do you think a lot of these one and done guys 
that are coming into college, coming out of college, and even the young guy like Porzingis. I mean, he, you know, there's talent, you know. But like, do you think a lot of these one and done guys, like you're you're drafting them as a sort of a a, a project? Like, you yeah. know, there's talent. We know, like, what's my man's name on the Lakers? A young kid, Russell. Russell. Oh uh, no, the um the the, the, the Ingram. Yeah, he, he's. We need to get him first of all. You need to start eating three cheeseburgers a day. Definitely, need, you're not NBA ready. He needs seven thousand calories. I don't care how talented you are. First of all, your this body's not going to work. Not at all. But but you like, definitely need to get strong and bigger. But like you said, like they number one draft picks are projects now, right? I don't understand conversation we had a few minutes ago, right? From sixteen, like I'm learning. I'm learning now with my son. Right, you got guys right now been like kissing kids' ass from sixteen up. 16, kissing your ass. 17, kissing your ass. 18, Are you seeing that even with your own son? Yes. yes. The AAUification? Everybody's after him. Adidas want him. Under Armour want him. Nike want him. Whoever. I'm saying different programs. So they're telling you how good you are, how good you are, how good you are, how good you are. So you get to, so you get to pick what school you want to go to. So you got five schools. Everybody's stroking your ego. Oh, you're so good. You're so good. Come with us. You're so good. You get to college. You play 30 games. You're not working on fundamentals of basketball right. because you're playing games every other week, right. I mean, every other day. Right. So you're not working on stuff. You're working on team aspects of stuff, right. but you're not really working on fundamentals Your of basketball. skills. Bas- skills, how to learn on defense, how to close out, help side, all that stuff that you need to learn how to play in order to be a complete basketball mm-hmm. So, So therefore you get drafted one, two, three, team that just had 15 wins the year before. Right. And your, and your veteran on the team is – a year older than you. Right, he's 23 years old. You know what I'm saying? And, you, and he don't know how to play either. He ain't learned nothing. You know what I'm saying? So it's the blind leading the blind. So now you come to this situation, you don't know how to play. And now you're on a bad team, learning bad habits. You're not going to be successful. <laughs> what do what you, as your son's Kenya Martin Jr.? Yes. First of all, like I, I, I like that. that there, there's a factor. Like if I'm, if I'm dealing with Kenya Martin Jr., I know I have to deal with Kenyon Martin. Yeah. How are you trying to sort of, and you stayed in college. It's so rare to hear anybody say four years. Yeah. I wasn't even aware of that. Yeah. To stay in college four years, how are you protecting your son? How are you guiding your son? How are you sort of influencing your son's choices so he could get the most out of his talent, he could get the most out of his education, and he could get the most out of potentially, yeah. if, 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 if everything stays on track, maybe one day play professional basketball. What are you doing? How much, how much of a, like, are you a hands-on dad, yeah. not hands-on dad? Has it been hard to sort of, you know, navigate I'm that? Very hands-on. Um, just trying to teach him all the stuff that I didn't learn at 16 and have at 16. Like what? Just how to be a man, how to be a young man, how to approach the game, how to, how to be a complete basketball player, how to be a complete student, how to be a, just a, a young man in this world. The stuff that I, like, I'd have no father growing mm-hmm. up. You know I'm saying that's documented. My mom raised me. My mom, my sister raised me. So where'd you grow up? I grew up in Dallas. Okay. I grew up in Oak Cliff, man. Um, so just teaching him, man, the values of, of stuff that I didn't learn. Right. And that's, it starts at home, first and foremost. Starts in the classroom. But basketball-wise, man, like just not, not letting him cut corners. Not okay. Letting him, not, not letting him be mediocre. Not letting him be that, that, that kid that I see everybody's becoming. You know what I'm saying? That everybody, they're kissing his ass, but they're not telling the truth. Right. Like, this is like, well, um, my people that come see me watch my son play, they're like, man, you do such a great job with him at the game because everything during the course of the game is positive. Everything is encouraging. Everything is you, hey, do this. Hey, 
come on, get your head together. Hey, get your head up. Get do it. Like I'm teaching him. You mean just as a fan? Like everything when you're is, everything as, is positive on the court as a basketball dad. Yes, everything is positive. Right. But I heard some guys in the stands critiquing their kid oh, in front of everybody publicly. Me, we get do it in the car. Right. We get in the car. All right, you this, that, and the third. Woo, woo, woo. You didn't box out. You didn't get back. Get your head up. You. Your body language. So that's my whole thing now about its body language. Right. Body language. Listen, your body language, your body language. And what does that mean? Just, if you get a foul, I'm going to say you get fouled and they don't call it. He, oh, hold his head down, sulking, walking back on defense. No, get your ass back on D. Right. They didn't call the foul. You can't get it back. Right. Move on to the next play. Right. I'm saying like, like stuff like that, 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 that people would have told me this early on. Like, all right, can you, like you've been an asshole right now. And it makes it doesn't make life easier in terms of how your son, how a basketball player is presented to the world. That body language, yeah, definitely. definitely. Well, it's what people see. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't want to have that butt. You know, he's a hell of a basketball player, but right. It's like Demarcus Cousins. He's a hell of a basketball player, but right. You don't want to have that butt. I'm saying you want them to say nothing but positive things about you, right? And that's what I'm trying to get him to understand. Like people, everybody's watching. Right. At this point, you're making a name for yourself and you're my son. Right. So everybody's watching. Right. So you have to be that much better. You have to be a great teammate. You got to be first in the drills. You got to be, you got to do like, I'm, I'm on him about all of that stuff. Right. On, on how to do it the right way. I got you. you. Because I've been there. Right. Like I, I, I know what it is. I, I did it the right way to get there. Right. I had a few bumps since I was in the league. Right. But I learned from him and I'm, I know what it takes in order to get to where he wants to be. He wants to play in the NBA. Right. And if anybody knows what it takes, I do. Right. And that's all I try to get him to understand. Like, you need to listen. Right. I'm not going to tell you nothing wrong. Right. And this is the blueprint. All right. you got to do is follow it. Right. Now, your son, obviously, he's got the talent. Mm-hmm. But he's Kenyon Martin Jr. Yeah. So you grew up, obviously, tougher. Mm-hmm. Your, your father wasn't a professional basketball player. Successful basketball player. So... The X factor being the toughness, how do you in, try to instill that that toughness into your son in terms of because the, the the genetics, the the work, I'm yeah. sure he busts his butt. Yeah. And just you know, God, you know, that's yeah, like, you yeah. know, how do you instill that extra sort of X factor of toughness? It, he doesn't have to be as tough yeah, as you. Yeah, yeah, It's it's like you said, it's it's, it's definitely he, he grew up in a way different environment. He grew up with a silver spoon in his mouth. Right. Spoiled kid, I'm, all of that. And he should, that's beautiful. So, so how do you as become a getting, spoiled kid to the get, NBA? Corey? As he's getting because oh, of me, keeping okay. him grounded. Okay, not letting him be that. Okay, I'm saying like that's my that's what I'm there for. Do you get out there and work out with him? You yeah, and him? Yeah. Do yeah. you throw so, him around? Yeah. Now we, he's starting to come into his own. He's six six right now, about 180, 185. How old is he? Sixteen. Just turned sixteen, Jeez. January sixth. Um, so now he's <laughs> he starting. Just, you have a sixteen year old son yeah. who's six six. Yeah. So he. Um, yeah, so now he's starting to ask questions. Before he would like he just looked at me as dad. Crazy. He's looked at me as dad. Now he's starting to ask questions. Now me and him in the gym and right. working on things that I, I see him that that the things that he does well. Right. That I can help him get better at and the things that I see all his deficiencies that I can help at as well. I got you. you know what I'm so I, I, I see the game on the fly. So I know what he needs to work on, things right. that he does well and all that. So but for him, like the toughness part, he displays it in a way that way he he, he, he let people know I ain't gonna take no I ain't gonna take nothing out here. So he displays it in a way. Sometimes I have to tell, hey, calm down. Right. You know what I'm saying, 
because he don't want nobody to push over him and right. look at him as suburban kid. Right. He's my son. Like right. so, so therefore he has it. Right. <laughs> I like I I, 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 he care about winning, care about losing, ain't taking no stuff out there from nobody. And I appreciate that. I love it. Right. I'm saying so. It's like um, we was at um at this game a few weeks ago um at Crespi. One of the and this is in L.A. For people yeah. that listen, oh, yeah. these are yeah. they, 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 all these schools. Are L.A. schools. These are the Valley L.A. schools, schools. The, the elite yeah. schools. Crespi is a, is a private yeah, school, but these are all school, basketball yeah. schools yeah. out in the L.A. area. Just yeah. so you know. Yeah. So um, so they playing Crespi. My son them having a good game. They win in this, that, and the third. Um, actually, I'm lying. It was Notre Dame. It was it was okay. Notre Dame. So we playing or whatnot. That's the difference. So we playing. So. It was a little skirmish, and my son right in the middle of it. He had got an attitude during the course of the game. So get, got fired out a few times. They didn't call it. So he, he was showing that he was, un, un, almost, he was unhappy with the situation. Mm-hmm. So guy sitting to my left a couple rows back, like, doing a little altercation. Oh, number four is a head case. Talking about your son? <laughs> I would, I would be, that's the wrong guy. So what did you do? I turned around, like, what number you say again? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, number four is a head case. I said, say them words again, and I'll show you what a head case is. You want to know what a head case is? Say it again. And then what did he say? Oh, no, no, did he I, do I the mad? He got he figured. No, yeah, just, no, no, he ain't trying to backtrack it. <laughs> now he ain't trying to backtrack the statement. <laughs> yo, now he's trying to. You're out of game. Yo, now he's trying to backtrack it. <laughs> now he's trying to, like, oh, I didn't. First, oh, I didn't know you could hear me. Then, then it's like. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I didn't know that was your kid. Well, first, you shouldn't be saying that about no kid. Right. Whether it's my kid or not. Right. So now you're trying to back to, well, I'm, I'm so, now you get ignored. Right. Now, now so some chick he with, she's trying, I'm like, baby, this ain't got nothing to do with you. Right. You got something, like, just let them words come out your mouth again. Right. And yeah. I will show you what a head case. He's trying to get off the subject. Now, I'm like, no, no, no. Let them words come out your mouth again. Right. And it's going to take more than his game security to get me off your ass in right, here, man. Right, right. Like, he lost. So after the game, he come over, though. I, I'm, I'm not paying attention to whatever's going on. He come up behind me trying to – I look so it was. So what are you going to do What are you gonna do in the future? Because the more your son uh, is hopefully knock on wood yeah. successful and healthy and, and he goes up the ladder, there's more fans. Yeah, I get it. I, I get it. Is that, was that I've a learning booed. thing for yeah, you too? I, but, but, yeah, I, I, but I, I didn't hear it all in the stands and right, all that. No, but, but I'm saying, but it's different when it's your son, yeah, whether it's right, wrong. Wrong or different. It's definitely learning process. But he's process. also a 16 year old boy it's right now. It's definitely learning process. So yeah. he, he's sort of free, free, it's sort of free game yeah, if right, he's yeah, college. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, but yeah. how are you going to deal with that? It's, gonna, it's, a, it's a learning process. Right. Maybe I need to go on with my headphones on or something. I don't know, but it's definitely learning process, man, and just being there with him and me caring and like during the course of the game, like fouls and stuff being called and right. all that, it all plays a factor, man, for me being known as hot-headed or well-outspoken, whatever you want right. to classify it as, for me to be able to sit in the stands and, right. and not lose my marbles in that joint, man. Let, let's, say your hey, son, let's say your son got, gets into a Ke- uh, Kevin Durant incident and he goes yeah. back to OKC. You can't go to that game. You you particularly how? Oh you yeah, yeah. No, I definitely couldn't because some of the things that people excuse me, some of the things that people say and they just take it over the line. Sometimes. Right, right. And then like, also, that thing is like an event almost. It's like yeah. it's not even serious. It's almost like it's like a um a parade of hate. Yeah, like it's like you like I, I can take all the you suck and right. all of them type of things, but then you start like people start crossing the line. Right, man. and him, for him to say my son's a head case, I'm like, I got you. No, you want to see one? I got you. 
I got I, you. Hey, I can definitely show you better than I can tell you. I got you. I'm saying you want to. Hey, I can. Hey, one thing everybody know about me, I'm confrontational. Right. I don't bother nobody, but I'm confrontational, man. Right. No, like, no doubt. I'm gonna finish it. You started. I will. I will finish. No doubt. You yeah. you had that vibe in the league so, so much that no one even really. No one even really – I think you just had that, that essence as soon as you got into the league. Yeah, because people knew, like, like for me, all of, like, just say the, like, the latest incident with, like, uh, Oklahoma City and um, um, Golden, Golden State. State the other day. A little altercation and all that, walking up on me, headbutt. I'm going to punch you. Right. Walk up on me with your Did hands Did you ever down. have any actual fights in the league? Uh, yeah. <laughs> what, what was it? Wait, were you at the Garden? I was on the team. Denver. In a suit. Okay. Yo, I I didn't hey, like that incident though. I was though. on the team in a suit. Had I had a uniform on that day, oh, you'd have liked that incident because I would have cleaned house in that motherfucker. <laughs> Listen, yo, I would have cleaned house in there. Yeah, like people hitting me out the game. Was you there? I'm like, yeah. Had I stepped on the court in a suit, right? They would kick me out the league. Forever. Right, it would have been bad <laughs> for me. Right, my reputation at that point. Right, oh, they would kick me out the league forever. Right. That was uh, that was one of the last sort of big yeah, yeah, that's, fights listen, in Mello, the NBA. Melo threw one punch. They gave him 15 games. You know what, though? I, and Melo's my dude, and I've always stood by him. I, when he was on Denver, I was like, yo, why you? First of all, you're not in the incident. Second of all, that was like, yo, you're a, that was a sucker punch. And then when the shortest dude on the court backed hey. him all the way up, like, yo, you why, well, you why are you running away from Nate Robinson? Well, my thing is sucker punch. If a guy see you walking towards him, it ain't no sucker punch. We standing right in front of Marty but now, Collins. But I, but I was, Listen, I'm he a, punched Marty Collins in his didn't face. He, sw- he swung. No, no, he didn't swing around nobody. He was looking at him. Right. He dropped him. But it had listen, nothing to do with, like, it was like Melo had nothing to do. I mean, but I But it was. What, like, what, what was that saying, incident? We're, we're talking about the, the, the Knicks. Yeah, the Knicks, Nuggets. What year was that? I don't. Uh, it, whatever. It was when Melo was on. Melo still had braids. Yeah, so what Nate it was. Nate Robinson was on the Knicks. Like, what it was, we was beating the brakes off the Knicks. Okay. We was beating the brakes off the Knicks. Right. Isaiah Thomas was the coach. Yes. George Carl still had Mel on them in the game. Right. And Isaiah old school. Isaiah was like, I'm a don't go to the basket. Right. He put guys in. Okay. Don't go to the basket. Because they shouldn't be in the game. Like you blowing us the, out. He was beating the brakes off of them. So, okay. <laughs> so he felt the way. So he put guys in the game and one of them fouled JR. And right, Nate fouled Jr. I think. Right, and it spilled over. Okay, so you guys, all right. I, I was a Knicks <laughs> fan. I hated that. Now, 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 going back to all the way back to Melo and and Denver yeah. and and the Jr. Smith of it all. What was that team like? Like, did you guys get along? Yeah, we were fun, man. We we got along. That's the thing. I think we got along too well. Okay, I'm saying we were all too much alike. Okay, like I think we got along too well. That was the thing. And you like, guys, were, go like, ahead. we had our certain like we had. Our guys, like, we never saw Nene. We never saw guys like Earl Boykins. Right. But the core guys who, like, we enjoyed it, man. Right. Like, on the court and off. Like, right. we, well, we showed up to do our job. We played, like, when a gay day we didn't show up ready to play. Right. But we enjoyed it, man, on and off the court. And that's probably, I ain't going to say that was the reason that we didn't win and all that. Because we was, we made the playoffs every year, man. We Western Conference Finals, right? Against the Lakers. We threw the ball away twice. Out of bounds plays. Went coaching. We ain't got out of bounds plays. We right. Melo go pop. The Lakers knew it. They denied him. Right. Anthony Carter threw the ball away one game. I threw the ball to get away the next game. Right. Same play. Melo trying to pop. They denied him. Right. We ain't got no timeouts. I'm leaning over the line, about to fall in. Right, 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 right. Turnover. I got you. 
Because they knew we didn't have a lot of bounds place. <laughs> right. They knew that. And that's the Phil Jackson? That's scouting. That's coaching. Mm-hmm. Listen, Melo go pop to get the ball, deny him. Right. That's it. That's all it was. And yeah. we threw the ball away twice. Well, you're playing against Kobe in his prime. How, yeah. how, how great was Kobe? Assassin, like, man. Like he's our since our our generation probably the best to do it, man. Arguably well, the, the best, not arguably the best to do it in our generation. Man. And and how much of focus on the team is it? Like Kobe, Kobe, yeah, he, stop Kobe. Yeah, he's he's inter- like he's he's the he's the one. Like he makes that go. And like, so what we started doing in Denver after a while, like I just got tired of George out here just letting these guys. I like Kobe. He's a scorer. That's what he's been year in year out. So we got this game plan, man. I just got tired of it, man, just letting him play one-on-one. Uh-huh. So I just got to the point that when he gets the ball, I just run at him. And you're not even guarding him? I'm not, I just double-team him. Make him throw the ball to somebody else, man. Right. So after the game, George want to come by at half. Oh, that's a good idea. We need to start doing that more. Like, why y'all didn't come up with this? Right. Like, why I got to, like, because I'm tired of seeing this man play one-on-one and busting our guy's ass. Right. Man. Like, he great. Like, he's out here torching us. Right. Run at him. Do something different, man. Right. Like, we're giving him a steady diet day in, day out of the same medicine, man. Right. He immune to it. Right. <laughs> you got to switch it up, man. So that's my thing about, like, he assassin, man. Like, he just, because everything that he does is is a move. Right. How like so? You cut Explain- him off. Like, like, most people work on counters just to be working on counters. Right. Like, everything Kobe do is deliberate. And there's a move. Like, if he goes right, he's going right. If you cut him off, he has a counter for that. Right. And he has a counter for If you cut that off, he has a counter for that. Right. So everything is in, instinctive with him. Like, his, his instincts is crazy. It's, like, he, he used to run a play on the sideline where Kobe would throw it up to the other guard. He'd get a hand back, and he'd come off the little pick and roll. So we used to switch it. Kobe came off one day. He going up to shoot it off the, off the, off the little toss back. I'm all over the top of it. I'm getting ready to block it. I'm. He shot that thing off the glass with his left hand. Are you serious? Tap me on my ass. I said, hey, man, don't do that no more, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's that. Like, that kind of thing. Right. That, that makes, him, makes him great. The I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast is sponsored by Casper Mattress, an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. You could try a Casper mattress for 100 nights risk-free in your home. If you do not love it, they will pick it up and refund you everything. With over 20,000 reviews online and an average of 4.8 stars, Casper is quickly becoming the Internet's most popular mattress. They have sheets. They have pillows. They even have doggy beds. Go to Casper.com. Save $50 towards any mattress purchased by visiting www. Casper.com forward slash Rappaport. Use the promo code Rappaport. Try a Casper mattress 100 nights risk-free in your home. If you don't love it, they will pick it up and refund you everything. Go to www.casper.com forward slash Rappaport. 
Gamertag Radio is headed to E3 2017. E3 is one of the biggest events for Gamertag Radio, and you don't want to miss this. Join host Danny Pena, Paris Lilly, and Peter Toledo direct from the convention center floor. What are the plans for Microsoft? We're going to see more new titles from Sony PlayStation. And how about Nintendo? Interviews, roundtable discussions, previews, hand-on impressions, and more. E3 2017 coverage on Gamertag Radio. June 11th through the 15th. Gamertagradio.com or play.it forward slash Gamertag. The top five players that you were never teammates with, that you played against during your career, who were the top five players? You're, you're making, the, the, you're never, no teammates. Okay. So you were never teammate with Kobe, right? Not at all. So, all right, so, so if you're doing your top five, these are the best guys you ever played against, and you got to do a lineup. Tim, Kobe, um, KG, mm. uh, definitely them three. Tracy McGrady. In his prime. In his prime. He was ridiculous. Um, he just a flat-out scorer, man. Him and Vince was tough. Um, Ray Allen, shooting guard. Okay. Kobe, Ray, Tim, KG. Who's your point? <sighs> Never a teammate. Never a teammate. Uh, probably Terrell Brandon. Really? Oof. Yeah, somebody like Terrell Brandon. Now, you mentioned KG. I always love KG as a competitor. Mm-hmm. Now, he's always out there talking the whole game. I don't know if he's talking to himself, talking to other players. What is he saying, and would he talk to you? No, he not Okay, he doesn't say nothing to you. Now, what, few, what, what's KG's deal? I got a few stories. Give me, give me a KG, KG story. Stories. I got a few stories. Because KG's. I'm always like, KG, you're like, talking, and yeah. then and then when it it's, got to the next level, you're not talking. You're yeah, talking no, yeah, and yeah, walking. And I'm not saying, like, you got to be a fighter. This is you basketball players. But I feel like if uh, if he could punk you, hey, he would punk oh, def- you. Definitely. Def- def- oh, of course. That's that's anything in life. Um, You know what a porch puppy is, right? Yes. Like, you know what a porch puppy is? Explain do? that to the people. Like, for the people that don't know what a porch puppy is, like, could you ever go by somebody's house and they got a little dog on the porch that just all he does is yap, just barking, just uncontrolled. Everybody that walked by, he barks. He's in the window. He's just barking, barking. Behind the screen, just barking. You open that screen up, open that gate up, and let somebody. He's not a guard dog. He's you know, a porch puppy. He's a porch puppy, man. Right. Like, I like KG. Right. Like, me and him, but I, like, for people who he know wasn't going for that, like, I ain't going for none of that talking out here. Right. Like, you ain't going to be disrespectful out here to me. Like, nah, we're going to get it. Uh-huh. Like, we, like, so we were playing in Boston. Um, <laughs> we was with the Nuggets, and Paul Pierce and um, Dante Jones had some kind of beef. Over right. So, A lot of people have beef with Dante I, over the years. Because Dante, listen, Dante played basketball in a different aspect. How <laughs> like, so? Oh, Tay trip you. Tay do, do all anything Legal or illegal right, during right, the course of the game. Right. So him and so Paul. So he brings into, it on himself a little yeah, bit. Yeah, So him and Paul get into it. They got this thing going or whatever the case may be. They barking during the t- going into the timeout. They barking, barking, barking. And KG comes over there. Act like he finna get involved. So you want to get involved, guess what? I'm going to get involved. So you say what? You better walk your ass to your huddle and get from over here. You, can't, you cut right to the point. Yes. You better get your ass from over and walk to your huddle. Oh, ain't nothing came up. Just keep playing hard, dog. Just keep playing hard. And you say, ain't nothing else to be said after it, that. It, it, it was it was very clear what it was. Yeah, like I'm like I told, you, I want problems. Right. I'm not gonna shy away from it. I don't right. care who you are. You man. want you want you I want, want action. <laughs> I want all action. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> like I ain't gonna start it. Like I'm listening, man. I'm not gonna start it. But 
I want all action. I got you. I'm listen. I, I'm physical. I'm confrontational, man. Like I ain't got no problem mixing it up. I got you. Whether, whether it's just gonna be basketball, we can keep it basketball and right. keep, and we can play as hard as uh, we can go to the line, right? To, to the limit, to where they allow right. us to play, right? You want to take it over? We can go. Listen, I tell people all the time. Listen, I bring my ignorant man with me out every time I leave home. Right. I don't never leave my ignorant part of me at home. Never. I got you. He ain't in the forefront, but I don't. I don't never leave home without him. What, was he ever in the forefront? when you were younger? Was he more in the forefront? Yeah, definitely. As you got older, yeah, 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 man. I've, I've had to learn that I can't put my hands on everybody. Right. Like my four years in college, man, I had to fight with somebody every year on my team, man. On your team, every year. I put my hands on somebody at Bob Huggins' practice every year. I like it. Every year, I put my hands on somebody, man. Who were the players in the league that you sort of respected that had that same disposition? Because well, game recognizes game, so you guys are just going to play. Jerry Stackhouse. Tough uh, guy. I think Zach Randolph had that same disposition, right. the disposition out there that people didn't mess with. Um, Steven Jackson. Jack was one of them. Who now? There's no. other dudes that are nerds. I say nerds, and I don't mean that okay. in a disrespectful way. Because I, I, I listen. Another I person that people didn't want to try, people didn't look at him in that aspect. Is Kobe? Like Kobe will fight you, right? Like Kobe will fight you. That's what, like all the basketball skills and greatness and all that. Kobe will knuckle up with you, right? I ain't, I'm saying that's like that's the beauty of it. Like all that said, and you want to cross the line with him, he gonna go there with you. He didn't care. He, he didn't care. Now Chris yeah. Childs caught him with a two piece. It's close range. <laughs> He didn't back down, though. I'm saying it's close range. He was in close proximity. So that's my whole thing. Like, if we're going to get it, we're not going to be out here arguing and talking. I'm going right. to punch you in your – let's, let's see your reaction to it. But Kobe had that – Kobe yeah, was yeah, ready yeah. to go. Yeah, he, what, he, him and um, what, Doug Christie got into it on the side. They choking, out, choking each other out on the, on, on the scores table. Right. And I'm like, he ain't afraid to mix it up. Right. Was it him and – yeah, like, they ain't afraid to mix it up, man. Now, you mentioned on your on your all-not-teammate uh, team, 18, yeah. like a, some, a guy who just seems like he took – he doesn't even like the disposition, other yeah. than the fact that he's seven feet, never even – like the way he talked, the way he walked, the way he carried himself, even on the court. But if you ever – like I, I came across him a few times off a of basketball court. Mm. Like this guy is just like swimming through life. Tim Duncan, he's just a basketball yeah, player. basketball player, man. But I bust your – but yes. what made it's him so great? What was so his, great about him? Because he played he, at his speed, you couldn't you couldn't speed him up. You he, slow, get he would slow skin. it down. Like I'm um, saying, so you couldn't get under his skin. Like you couldn't speed him up. You couldn't frustrate him. You like all the stuff that I would be able to do to people. Like just during the course of the game, me constantly bumping you, holding you, grabbing your arm. Just, Nothing made any difference. It didn't matter to him. No matter what I did, no matter what nobody during the course of the game, it was business at hand. He's not paying attention. Business at hand. Like, this is like back in the day, him and KG, KG all right next to him, lips all on his, on his ear. Just blah, 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 King, like, Duncan, I remember what, it, smiling like, at yeah, him. Like, what are you doing? It don't matter. Guess what? I'm finna go out here and business at hand. Right. And it doesn't mean he's soft. He's just like, he's not, yeah, he's, he's, not he's even, just like here to play ball and I'm win. Out, yeah, I'm out here to win championships. I'm out here to win this game and win championships. And I'm going to score 30. I'm going to get 20. And I'm 30 and 20 and 7 and 5. And we're winning the and, game. And we're going to win the game, and we got a shot every year to win the championship. Who? So, so, so going back to the, the Denver days, yeah. which I could say the big wild three, UJR and Mello. Mm-hmm. Then you bring in the X factor of all X factors. <laughs> well, he's still sort of in his prime, but there was so much sort of like by the time Allen Iverson got traded, it was such a craziness around his personal life. There was such a craziness around how he was being, being viewed in Philly. 
What was Allen Iverson like in Denver? What what is the realities of playing with Allen Iverson? Talking about the beauty uh, of Allen Iverson and and just just like what that was like at that time. It was a plus, man. It was a few things I never thought I'd get to do in my career. A lot of them happened early. Like, well, me playing on the team with J.K. for one. Playing on the team with Allen Iverson is another right. one. Never thought something like that would be feasible, man. But when he got the demo, man, it was like, oh, we, we all right. Like, that's my guy. Like, we was cool before he got to Denver. And, and when he got there, it was, it, was, it was like the Beatles, man. Like, we all had our own following. But then when he got there, it just took our, our notoriety as a team to. The star factor. The star factor. You know when you're on the road. Yes, like. Like, like the Beatles, man. Like, it was really like the Beatles. Like, we couldn't go nowhere. Like, we all had, like, we had to travel a certain way. Like, it, it was it crazy. It changed up everything. It changed up. Like, we was, it, it was, we were rock stars before he got there. Right. And when he got there, we became <laughs> Paul McCartney. And, I got like, you. We, it took us, so we all, it was like, it was that much more attention on us. I got you. And we still, we, we went out and played and competed, but we still didn't have that complete team that we mm-hmm. needed in order to compete in the West. We had talent. Like I said, we had, we had talent. We had two of the top five scorers in the league on one team. Wow. You know I'm saying we had Marcus Campbell rebounding the ball crazy, but it just wasn't we – were, we didn't know how to, how to win. I got so, you. So to speak, as a team. And what is, uh, like, the misconceptions about Al- – because I always felt like – Allen, you know, when he got to Denver, yeah. I felt like, you know, as a basketball player, he was a little bit humbled in terms of, like he wanted to show, I do pass the ball. You know, his obviously his MVP year was beautiful. Like, yeah. w- like did you feel like, I mean, you got dudes that, with, between AI, Mello, mm. JR, for, this is not even you. Yeah. These guys like to bang the rock. Yeah, definitely. Like, for, so, so you're a big guy. You don't, you don't have, you, have, you need to get the ball yeah, or yeah. go get the ball. Mm-hmm. Was it hard to play with these dudes, you know, in terms of a basketball sense? Is it too much banging the rock? At times, yeah, it's 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 definitely the, the ball needs to move freely, right? But you understand what what those guys have AI before Melo and Melo since he's been in Denver before AI got there, what they have been, right? Scores, right? Volume shooters, volume scores. You know right. what I'm saying? That's what it is, right? You need like when AI was with Philly, that's what they needed. From him, and it was beautiful. They needed that, and when they, like, they didn't have it a out. chance at hell at winning without that, right? I think well, we had enough in Denver before AI and with AI. <clears throat> they didn't have to do that, right? You know what I'm saying they they didn't have to be that that I got to score thirty every night for us to have a chance, right? Because we had enough guys that we could have got it done, right? You know what I'm saying? So you- it takes a strong coach who people respect. To be able to reel that in, uh huh, and be like, "This is the way we're gonna play. This is the way it has to be done uh-huh. for us to be successful." Uh huh. And we didn't have that. And George Carl was a coach yeah, then. Yeah. Now I'm not even gonna get into the George Carl book thing then n- now, but like George Carl, his numbers are like, "Yo, this yeah. is a great coach. He's been around the game Wins. for years." But as far as like when you were actually playing, forget the personal stuff yeah, that no, happened. It's basketball. But, it's but like, basketball. What 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 was because you played for some really good coaches. Yeah. So this is all basketball, man. This is. Like not working on end of game situations, time score situations that every other team works on. Like you down a certain amount of points, time score. Like what you gonna do in this situation? What you gonna do in that situation? Out of bounds plays. What right. we gonna do? The defense. How we gonna scheme this? How we gonna do that? Everything with George was just play fast, shoot the ball fast. 
That was it. That was it. That was the gist of it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And and that that doesn't translate into winning basketball. Right. Like, but how does he have such like a, a as far as a ble- record? Blessed with great talent, man. Right. Just think it stops. Right. Hey, Gary Payton, Sean Kemp, Delif Shrimp, Sam Perkins, right. Nate McMillan, um, that team. Right. Then you go, you got Ray Allen. Right. Big dog. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, Anthony Mason, God rest his soul. Yes. Irving John, Tony Kukoc. Yeah. Leader, come to us. Mellow, myself, JR, like, you've been blessed. Nay, nay, Marl, you've been but blessed. But to take it to the next level, been, he didn't have he that. He never won it. Mm. And, that's, and that's a reason for that. Right. It ain't just because of the people you playing against. Right. Because you ran up against Michael Jordan. You ran up. No, it ain't because of that. You ran up against Kobe. No, it ain't just that. It's more. Now, this thing that happened with him, George Carl put out a book. I don't know if it's out or yeah, it's, it's coming out. out. It's out. And, and, you know, he was sort of killing mm-hmm. so many dudes and insulting so many dudes. Yeah. One of the most, as far as media, mm-hmm. press, you know, dudes talking greasy, insulting. Me, personally, I grew up where posse was a word where it's like, yeah. yo, my posse. The stuff that he said about you, did you know it was coming? When when did you find out about it? And, and like, he, he had talked so, like, it was so yeah. disrespectful yeah. and it, it was so offensive and so yeah. crossed the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was bigger than basketball. When did you find out about it? I was on December 22nd. You remember the day? Yeah, because I was on. I was taking my daughter to a Disneyland for a second <laughs> birthday. I was at the gas station. Um, Al Harrington texted me and was like, "Yo, you see what George said?" Like, I actually, like, what the hell wrong with George Carl? I'm like, what? Like, what you talking about? So he sent me the little snippet of what what was said. Right. I read it. I'm like, all right, like I hit you back. So I got in the car. I had time to process. So I get in the car. I tell my wife like what was going on because she see my face. Like, what's wrong? I showed her what was said. <clears throat> so I got the time to ride because I live in Calabasas. So we was going to Anaheim to go to Disney. So I had that drive uh, to think. Uh huh. Like, what the hell is wrong with this man? So when I got to Disney, that's when I started tweeting. <laughs> and I'm saying, like, I, like the nerve of this man. Right. It's, he crossed the line with it. Like, if it was just about basketball, you didn't right. like the way I approached the game of basketball. Right. Fine. I don't like the way you coach. Right. Cool. Right. <laughs> it ain't the first time, it ain't the last time. What I'm saying? So that's so that started it. Right. Um it just it, it was uncalled for. Like there was no need for you to say none of those things, nothing cross those lines. Yeah. But when you fear like you first like fatherly, like that's why we act this way. Right. Oh wow. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm saying? Like, who are you? Right. So I got a chance to get it off my chest a little bit. I didn't go in like I wanted to because I knew Stuff is gonna come out after the fact. Right. You know what I'm saying? But books, man, it, it's just him. Like he's just showing George just showing the world what I already knew. You already knew that that like that's that's, that's who what he is. Mm. He's just showing everybody what I already saw. From just be, like he was in Denver for six and a half years, man. Right. Like I I played in Denver for seven years. Right. He was there for six and a half of them seven years. Right. So You guys know <clears> each other. Yeah, for the most part. Right. You know in, in a bit, even in, in a, a business, business. Yeah, for yeah. the most part. Like, you work together yeah, yeah, for six def- years. Essentially, yeah, definitely. like we look at it like basketball, but essentially yeah. this is a working relationship. It's a working environment. Right. That's all it was. Like you never knew. They never had. Like, we never went to dinner together. We right. never. Like none of the above. So like when all that comes out, you're like, oh, wow. Right. Like, so you just read into it further, man. And it took a lot 
You know what I'm saying? Right. But, I, but our relationship in Denver was... Like, me and George had our instances throughout the years. You know what I'm saying? It started... Like, I mean, I played through pain throughout my Denver career. Two microfracture surgeries, patella surgery, like, all kind of stuff uh. going on in Denver. I ain't complaining. Right. I'm I'm going out there playing. I'm trying to play. Like, I don't... They're trying to put me on many restrictions. I'm going off on the trainers and... Like I want to hoop, right. I want to play, right? And I didn't get, I, I, I didn't have to have microfractures sitting at home, right? I did this plan for George, you know what right, I'm right, right. Like I'm out there busting my ass every day, like doing the stuff that I needed to do in, in order to try to play in the games, right? Which was important, right? So a few instances, George, oh, he don't like to practice. Well, the games are important, right? My basically on one leg, doing what I'm. So then all like all this coming out, like. Just year in, it's, it's always something with him. Right. Always something, always something. So it spilled over. Like we played on, um, we had a playoff game against the Clippers here, and it spilled over, man. Like I, me and George sat down. I'm a man, I sit down with him, have a conversation towards the end of the year. Like I'm going to sit out for a few games, man, and get ready for the playoffs. Okay. All right. Like, so uh, we started Francisco Elson in my spot during the regular season. We getting ready to play the Clippers first round. Go to George, like, uh, like I'm ready to rock. Like, Playoff getting ready to start. I made my name in the playoff. This is when I. This is lights are brighter, popcorn even fresher. Right, like, let's go. Right. Well, I'm gonna start Francisco Elson again. I want to reward him. Played well. Right. Huh? Nah, I don't like that. But all right, show team. All right, cool. Start Francisco game one. We lose. Go to him before game two. Uh, like I'm well, lost game one. Well, you're going to change the lineup back, right? Uh, I'm going to start Francisco again. So now you're messing with me. Now you're now you playing games. So game two, start. We down. He put me in with like three and some change to go in the first quarter. Took me out with nine and some change to go in the second quarter. It's like six and a half, seven game minutes. Uh-huh. We losing. I'm dumb competitive. Right. Take me out. Eddie Naharai and Greg Bugner on the team. Me and Eddie play the same position. Eddie in the game. Buck. Buck a two-guard. Get Eddie. Huh? I'm over there like Scooby-Doo. <laughs> like, what's going on, man? Time going down. We losing. I'm getting even more pissed. Time going down, I'm three minutes, two. That last minute, I was sitting on the edge of my seat. <laughs> By this time, I'm like this. Watching the clock, like, so zero. I hop up. I'm first one off the bench. <clears throat> I go in the back. So in, so in, um, at the Staples Center, the coaches' halftime meeting is in the hallway. They do their little meeting, then come in the locker room, talk right. to the team. So team come in first, everybody sit down. I wait like 10 seconds or whatever. Hop up. Then they little meeting in the hallway. George and them, they in the little circle. I go right up to him. You fat motherfucker. I kicked you. I like, I'm, listen, by this time, I'm, I'm, I'm. You're gone. I'm gone. I'm gone. I ain't even at the game no more. This is personal. Yeah, the, the ignorant guys. Yeah, he's, he's there in full effect. Listen, full effect. I'm all over and put my hand in his face. You fat mother, I kick yo, you playing with me. Um, the assistant coaches don't say nothing. 
Don't say one word. Don't uh, don't step in the way, Kenya. That's they enough. Didn't, they, didn't, they didn't say nothing. They 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 wanted you to. They want. So I I get that off my chest. I go back in the locker room, threaten everybody on the team. Y'all selfish. You ain't gonna never win nothing. If you feel a way, say something. Nobody's nothing. <laughs> Crickets. Uh. So by this time, I'm sitting. So the coaches come. They they come in. I'm sitting with my back to everybody. I got my head in my locker. I'm in it crying. Like, I'm shaking, crying, right? because like, I want to do something to this man. To George. Listen, I want to I beat him up, man. Like, I, wanna, <laughs> listen, I wanted to, listen, I swear to God, I wanted to put my hands on George. Right. Had Latrell Sprewell never choked P.J. Carlissimo, I would have beat George Carl up that day. You would have been man. the first guy. I would have beat George up that day, man. <laughs> Kenyon, this is going to be dope. Oh, I, I'm, I'm ready for it, brother. Dime Rapport Stereo Podcast with my man Kmart. Two-man weave. Got to go. Let's get Somebody it. else is coming in. Yo, this is just the beginning of the beginning. Yes, sir. All right, bet. <laughs>